The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast, and I'm your host, Raider Craig. Welcome to our show. Boy, things are moving and shaking. There's a lot going on right now. I told you it would be. We're just starting to ramp up in the free agency, and there's more here on show 229. That's right, Raider Nation. Al Davis has made some pretty big moves, or Tom Cable, or maybe it's Sanjay Lal. Who knows? Someone's making some decisions. We'll hit on that, and we call that the free agent frenzy. All teams have to go through the free agent frenzy. It's great. Things are falling from the Christmas tree. Like beautiful little ornaments. We hope to pick up a couple in free agency for show. We'll hit on that. And, of course, the combine is fine. The poor young men have to be poked, prodded, you know, x-rayed, mammograms, whatever, (laughs) rectal exams. All that is the combine. We'll hit on that and a couple of rumors, a couple of things that's happened so far that could affect Oakland. We'll hit all those things and the bone line on this show. The free agent freakout has happened in Oakland big time. Not only did we have a miracle occur, that's right, a miracle. Al Davis signed a Samoa. And Shane Leckler, two long-term deals. Asamoah got $28.5 million in guaranteed money, and Leckler got $4 million. That's right. He got $2 million a year for four years, and Asamoah got $45 million for three. Yeah, I love it. I love it. We got those players. It's a great thing. We also signed Chris Johnson, which is another necessary component to our cornerback situation. I think that has solidified a lot of our team. There are so many more things to do. But without further ado, what did he do? Cut Ronald Curry and Kalimba Edwards at defensive end. And, you know, Kwame. Like, that's right, Randy. Randy always gets mad at me for calling him Kwame. Kwame Harris. I love it. (laughs) Kwame Harris is toast. Yes, the guy you love to hate is out of here. I love it. The paper bag Harris. That's right. The only lamb in the NFL with Safeway stamped across his forehead is out of Oakland. Thank goodness. Some sad news, of course, is fullback Justin Griffin and Gabriel Wilson is gone as well. Now, Justin Griffith... You know, I'm not too I'm not too worried about that. We got him from the Falcons. He's a little long in a tooth. Good player, though. Not so much of a blocker, which we really need. He was a good receiver in open open field. He did pretty good that way. He did his best to block, but he just doesn't have the girth that Orrin O'Neill has or Luke Lawton. Both those guys are brutal. They both got injured during the season. 
but we can expect those guys to be back next year, and they're awesome. So I'm not too happy about this Gabriel Wilson move, and let me tell you why. Gabriel Wilson next season, we're only going only to cost us $1.4 million. That's right. You heard it, $1.4 million. And I know Michael Huff is going to cost us at least five times that much. I think it's somewhere around 6 to $7 million in cash. It's really a shame that we kept Huff and didn't keep Wilson, but there were rumblings that he wasn't happy with the team. He didn't like the dysfunction junction going on in Alameda. And Al Davis is pretty sharp when it comes to players sometimes. And he let this guy go because I guess, I don't know, man, the guy was a good player. He was our number one tackler. Um, that's a question mark in my mind. But so far, we're more on the positive than on the negative in this free agent signing and let go period so far. I'm pretty happy with what we've done with the exception of, of Gabriel Wilson. I think the Raiders have done a smart thing um, and they've done exactly well what I thought they were going to do with the exception of Gabriel Wilson, uh, which I don't understand at all. Oh, so those things are what's going on. You know, the other thing that could be happening is Walker should, could be getting his walk-in papers. Well, I told you last week that he had a pretty solid contract, and he does. He's going to cost the Raiders $5.4 million if we cut him in the cap. But we can spread half of that out to the next season, which is actually an uncapped year, which means nothing. So we only have to take a $2.5 million hit for this geek, and I think it's time to cut this son of a bitch right out of the doggone page. And you know what I'm talking about. We got to drop him like a hot rock and get him out of here. I thought the cap hit would be a lot more for this loser. Consider we already paid him. Get this, folks. Everybody just sit down. Are you ready? $12.5 million for, I think it was 10 games. It was a lot less than 16 games, that's for sure. Uh, he got injured maybe four games in, out of the season. So I think he lost four games last year. That means he got uh, over $1 million of performance, which was all very subpar. Champagne Walker needs to go back to Vegas and get rubbed up again and end up in an alley somewhere. That's where he has to go, <laughs> not to Alameda. I'm sick of him. We need to get rid of him. I don't know why Al talked this idiot out of retiring in the first freaking place. Talk him into retiring and turning in his uniform because he's a disgrace to the silver and black. Yeah, that's what I have to say about that geek. Uh, I can't wait. The other question is Ashley Lee. Will we keep him? Will we cut him? I hope we keep him. I like Ashley Lee. He's a good player and very explosive at certain times when he's been playing for us. I think he's a great pickup, and I don't think he's going to cost us a lot of money. If he does, I think he'll probably restructure his contract because I do think he enjoys playing for the Raiders, which is a wonderful thing because we need all the guys that want to play to stay, if you know what I'm talking about. Well, that's pretty much it for the free agent freak out for right now. There's a lot more that's going to come on. Uh, there's some rumblings that there's some uh, defensive and offensive linemen out there as unrestricted free agents. Uh, there's one guy in particular. Uh, we're talking about center. Now, Jake Grove is our center. He's done a fine job. I think he's done a pretty doggone good job for the injuries that he's had and the availability for good centers in the NFL. 
Now get this, people. These guys not only have to be massive, they have to be very sharp because they call the defense out to the quarterback and to the line so that the linemen know what to do and what protection package to use. It is a huge, and I mean a huge position. Makes a big difference. Remember what happened to us in the Super Bowl? Yeah. That's right. Mr. Wonderful went over to Mexico, Tijuana, LSD, crank, crack, cook, whatever, hose, and came back and didn't even play. What a loser. I don't even want to say his name. It's not even worthy of this podcast. On another note, there were some rumblings at the Combine that the Indianapolis Colts, Indianapolis Colts are going to let Jeff Saturday test the free market. The Colts center has been a stable force for them over the successful period of Peyton Manning. That's right. When he's been out, Manning's been totally lost. That says a whole lot about your team right there. And it would be just a miracle of miracles if we could pick up Jeff Saturday's contract and make him an Oakland Raider. I don't know if it's going to happen. Certainly these are one of those things that, you know, the team's going to come and put the money down. But, man, it sure would make a big difference if we picked up a solid center and a huge right tackle, someone that can complement uh, what we have already. I know Gallery's coming around. I know I thought he was a bust too, but he played pretty well. We got to solidify our offensive line. If it's not in free agency, it must be in the draft. And I'm telling you right now, it must be a piece of attention that the Raiders have to address if we have to go, if we want to go anywhere, anywhere next year. And I mean that at a 500 pace, we're going to have to make all the changes that I've been talking about. So that's about that. And let's hit a little bit of this next story right now. The Combine is so fine! Well, Raider Nation, the combine is fine for you and me because we get to sit in our living room, but these poor kids are going through every exam known to mankind, jumping, running, flipping, x-rays, CT scans, MRIs, you name it, they got it, DNA scans, everything, because these teams are going to drop some serious money on these players, and they ain't messing around. It's like gladiators. It's the wildest thing you've ever seen. It's pretty trippy. But, you know, of the people I think we got to take up right now, we should always be talking about these guys till it's over, is the offensive line. That's right. Jason Smith out of Baylor seems to be a top pick. He was aggressive, very good kid, well-mannered, ready to go, big, strong force on the offensive line of left, at left tackle, and he's going to get a lot of looks early in the draft. I don't know if we're going to get him. Ogden Monroe from Virginia State. 
The Virginia Rada talked about this guy. Very good player, strong, un- a moving force as far as moving other people backwards. This guy would be a good pickup too. Andre Smith at Alabama, another big player that can push the offensive line and hope our running help our running game out. And these are the kind of things I'm talking about. Michael Orr is the guy that I'm kind of looking at from Ole Miss. This guy here came out from nowhere, man. This they had a tough life. They wrote a book about his life and how he succeeded at college. Pretty crazy childhood. Very hard for me to see that someone could come out of that balanced and a, a good human being, but I know it can happen. The guy is a gamer. He's aggressive, and he can play hard ball. I think he would be another great choice. Where these guys end up on the draft, who knows? But last year's offensive line picks are stellar. I mean, there's like six guys that played all 16 games in the NFL. That is a lot. Trust me, when you're talking about only the positions that are available in the NFL and the talent that's out there. So last year's class was good. This year's class class is supposed to be as good, if not better. Now, Ray Maliuga, I'm going to go back to that guy from SC as another guy, and I believe, believe his name is Clancy. I'll have to look that up. But uh, the other linebacker at USC was another stellar pickup, and either one of those guys would be good. But, you know... I would think that Al might pick up another skill position like that before he pick up a lineman. Unfortunately, man, we need some strong, strong linemen. Last lineman we picked in the first round was Gallery, and look how long it took that guy to make it. Well, that's not the classic case of a lineman. Sometimes it takes him a season. Sometimes it doesn't take him time at all. Now, I'm thinking we could pick up one of these guys in the early rounds of the draft and have him stuck right in the line with Mario Henderson right there. Take Kwame Harris paper bag's place. Kwame Harris! Uh, Of course, his locker is probably cleaned out by now. Thank goodness. Um, And run with it. You know, the draft is a – the combine was was full of surprises. We had Michael Crabtree. Here's here's from Texas Tech. Here's a guy that was – Going to go number one to Seattle, the Seahawks, uh, in, in the fourth position of the draft. They're going to go off to him. Uh, there's a lot of teams that are looking at him, Green Bay. A lot of teams that wanted Michael Crabtree until they found out he had a fracture in his ankle. Now they're making a huge, huge deal about this compression fracture in his ankle that he has to have a pin inserted in or a screw or something, some kind of metal put in there. And he's going to delay that to show his talents off. Now, he's a talented young man, and he's got a lot going. Best receiver in college ranks, period. I don't think he's going to fall to the Raiders, but I could just see it happening. I could see him falling to the Raiders, and we'd pick him up like we did Michael Bush and just rehab him for an entire season. Ugh, we can't do it. We don't have, we don't have the juice for that. We don't have the money for that. Um, I hope we don't do it, but doggone it, you as a Raider fan know that the possibilities, just because he might even fall to that point and his 40 times in the past, Al loves this kind of shit. Al just loves it. So let's just hope that he doesn't put his crooked little finger in it, get a player that actually can't produce for this first season. Yes, yes, I've heard it. It's only a minor surgery. He'll be able to play. Blah, blah, blah. When a member of a team comes in not only late to camp, 
but comes in kind of injured healing to camp. They never really push him that hard. The money is too much. You don't want to ruin this guy for the rest of his career because you you just bought him. So it's like a car. You want to be very careful with a brand-new car and not push it too fast at the beginning. Well, they push people fast enough when they're fully healthy. But, man, if you get a million-dollar or a $30 million man that uh, needs surgery and then doesn't make it through all the camps and then is a little fragile at the beginning of the season, hard one to say. They say that the other teams aren't thinking about that, that they're going to go for it, that the Seahawks are going to pick him. I think that's some bullshit because <laughs> I don't know any team that wants to spend that kind of cash for an injured dude. I'm afraid, very afraid, that this character will fall all the way down to number seven where Mr. Davis will be able to pick his ass. And that will not be a good thing. Not in my mind, anyways. Okay, well, that's about it for that combine. It's over. The combine's done. I mean, there's a lot of things that came out of the combine. Uh, some of the bone line messages talk about it. Uh, there's good players. There's great players. But you just don't know until they hit the floor in the NFL. You just don't know till that first game. You don't know till maybe that first season. Sometimes you don't know for a couple seasons because the draft, my friends, is just a crapshoot. Like I've said many, many, many times, we just hope we find that diamond in the rough. All right, let's hit it. That's right. You got it. Tired of me? Let's hit the bone line. Let's hit it. 1-800-620-7181. Get on the bone line. Throw it out there. I know it's off season, but man, I know you're jonesing. Or some football. I know. That's why you're listening. I know you are. Because I know I am. And that's for sure. So who's on the line first for the show tonight? It's the Virginia Raider. My brother, my partner, my friend. What's your take, man? What's up, Raider Nation? It's Virginia Raider. Man, it's been quiet the past week or two. We signed... Chris Johnson to, I think, a four-year deal. That's a plus any day, even though he's he's older. The dude's got fast, fast speed. He can fly around the field, and uh, he, he's got good ball abilities. He can uh, make breaks pretty good. I like that signing. Obviously, we've got to focus on Namdi and um, Lekla, um, one or the other, if not both. I kind of like being quiet and staying uh under the radar and just kind of doing things quietly instead of being out fighting over contracts with the players being in in the in the news on BSPN and all that all the other crazy ass networks uh, I guess that's all I've got for this week peace well there wasn't a lot going when you called uh just like I said free agency just happens that's why there's always something going on I'm glad they signed Chris Johnson, too. He's a little older, but, man, he's putting the effort 110% in. It showed in his game, and he played a great position. Shutdown corner, I think, too, man. I think he is the guy uh, that we got to watch out for next season. I think our secondary is pretty solid, although it did hit a, get a hit with Gabriel Wilson. And they did sign Namdi and Leckler. 
Yeah. I can take a nice deep breath. Thank God for that. Okay. Thanks for calling, brother. Who is next on the line? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. It's him again, the Virginia Raider. I knew you couldn't. I knew you couldn't pass this one up, man. So go ahead, tell us what you're feeling. What's up, Raider Nation? I'd be damned. There is a God in heaven. We just signed Awesome Watt a three-year, forty-five million dollar contract. We signed Leckler on Wednesday to make him the richest punter in the history of the NFL. Oh, man, I swear, it's a good day. Tom Condon worked out both of the contracts. I'm just overexcited. I mean, we've got the two guys we needed to sign, uh, actually three guys, including Chris Johnson. And we got Johnson back last week, two weeks ago, and uh, now to sign Awesome Y and Leckler, one right after the other. Just big contracts. We threw the money at them that we needed to throw at them. And uh, this is great. As you can hear, I'm outside in the wind. I apologize uh, for that, guys. But uh, I just want to drop a bone and say, uh, way to go, Al. Way to go, uh, Condon. And, and way to go, everybody in that front office getting the two guys we needed. And Chris Johnson. And uh, hopefully the key guys like Uli Tuba and whoever else later on in the, in the offseason. And uh, hopefully we can bring in some good linemen in the, in the, uh, in the free agent market. But... Uh, this is just great, guys. Um, it's looking good. It's looking good. That's all I got this week. Peace. That's right. Shane Leckler, highest paid punter in the history of the NFL. The Raiders have pretty good luck when it comes to boots, I guess. Uh, it's better than having no luck at all. And, of course, they sh- they signed Nomdi, which is a great, great pickup, Chris Johnson. So we're just on a roll. Al does not jack around when paying for players, he's always been that way. That we can count on for sure. He always puts out the money. That's one thing I don't have to complain about about Al Davis. He is not cheap. Uh, okay, who's next on the line? Let's hear it. We got Raider TR. That's right. From hostile territory in Steeler country. Let me hear it, brother. Hello out there, Raider Nation. This is TR calling in from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania area. Um, just a little question or a thing to bring up for some conversation topics. Um, it seems like the NFL is really pushing for the Raiders. Um, I frequently watch the NFL Network much more than ESPN or BSPN, as you call it. And from the original statement that Goodell made um, a while back that the NFL is better when the Raiders are winning and there's a new commercial featuring Darren McFadden, um, a lengthy commercial, and the NFL analysts they bring on to talk about the Raiders and the NFL Network seem to be way more positive than the rest of the networks. So it seems as though the NFL may be intervening in the Raiders or have some type of insight as to why the Raiders are going to pick up if they're advertising them. And just wondering your comments on that. Hopefully for you fans out there in the Bay Area, it does not mean that they're leaving Oakland, but just wanted some comments maybe if you guys had any insight onto why it is that the NFL is so pro Raiders right now. All right. Thanks. Out. Well, you know, uh, the Raiders are a big time franchise in the NFL. They're a team that everybody loves to hate. Uh, If you're not a Raider fan, then they hate you. You know, that's pretty much how it is. We're the great bad guys of the NFL. The the NFL does better 
profit-wise when the Raiders are involved because the Raider fan base is massive. They want the Raiders to do well. And every season about this time, you know, Al doesn't mess around with spending money. And you cannot diss someone about spending some money. So uh, last year he did the same thing. The year before, he always does well this time of year. Uh, We do have a good team. We have a good team. And Darren McFadden, as far as him being in commercials, he deserves it. They saw a glimmer of him before his shoulder surgery in the offseason. And he is an animal. He's a beast. And I think the Raiders are set up for a championship run. I know it sounds stupid. I know it sounds dumb. I know that it's very hopeful and wishful and all that stuff, but I do feel we have a very young team, and just the dynamics on our team could definitely catapult us right into the playoffs. I mean, look at the baseball playoffs. Look at the Rays. Who thought they were going to be there? And look what happened. You just don't know this time of year. You don't know what's going to happen every year in the NFL. That's what makes it so great. You just don't know who's going to rise to the top. I mean, uh, look who who was in the Super Bowl last year, the Cardinals. Who would have guessed? Not too many people, folks. So Raider TR, I just think the Raiders are coming up, and they expect it to happen any year, and it looks better this year than a lot of years in the past. If we keep going in this direction, doing the right thing, things could get even better. So let's just hope that it happens that way, and that's what I'm talking about. Thanks for the call, my brother. Who's next? We have the Uptown Raider. That's right, man. Let's hear it. Let's hear what you got to say, brother. What's up, Raider Nation? This is Uptown Raider. Just breaking news about four minutes ago, the Raiders signed Shane Leckler to the biggest contract for a punter for four years to stay with the Oakland Raiders. How about this? Y'all said we couldn't do it, but guess what? We did it. Asamoah signed a three-year contract. He's going to get average top pay for the highest average five quarterbacks. Not cornerback, but quarterback. But this guy is getting almost $50 million for three years. He's going to be the highest paid cornerback ever. But hopefully this is a sign of good things to come. Maybe we could get T.O. Jerry Jones saying that he might keep him. But like I said before, draft Michael Crabtree. One thing I want to uh, tell y'all is, I don't know if it's just me or everybody, but towards the end of the regular season, man, I hate that motherfucker Al Davis. But towards the beginning of the off season, there's no one I love more than Al Davis. That's all I got to say. I'm out. Thanks, Raider Nation. That's right, man. We signed Leckler for big bonies and Asamoah for big bonies because Al pays the money. And really, do you think they would have stayed here for mediocre money? I don't think so. Uh, Not with the situation with the coaches and all the drama last year. Absolutely. And as far as Al Davis goes, you bet your ass. The entire Raider Nation loves this guy this time of year because he opens his wallet. I have always said it, man. Al will pop open the wallet and let the money flow, brother. That's right. When it comes to players, there's no cost too high, as shown by both record-breaking deals with a someone Leckler, which are making all the owners just flip out, I'm sure. That's right. Al Davis is loved to be loved in the preseason, 
And then love to be hated the postseason at the end of the year for all the crap that went on the year before. That's funny shit, man. That was very funny. Thanks for the call, brother. Keep them coming, man. All right, who's next? Raider Damien from Plaza County. Reg Randy, it is Raider Damien calling from Plaza County. And I had my big fat ass at the gym this morning doing my thing. And they had, of course, ESPN on the TV there. And along comes this little ticker saying that Shane Lekla has been signed to a three-year deal, making him the highest paid punter in the NFL. It's about time Al Davis got off his senile ass and got this done. All I have to say now is take care of Namdi. I am out. Bye. Well, man, he did. He took care of Leckler, and he took care of Samoa. He took care of Chris Johnson. So three contracts definitely had to get done and were done, thank goodness. And uh, we're just going from here. We cut some people. Things are looking good. So far, the moves, with the exception of the Gabriel Wilson move, I'm happy, as you should be too. Right on, man. Thanks for the call. Who is next on the line? My brother, Raul. Oliveros, what you got to say, man? Raider Nation, what's going on? This is Raul Oliveros, and I just got a glorious text today that the Raiders re-signed Nandi Asamoah for three good years and for $49 million. Good job, Raiders. Good job, Tom Cable. So far, so good. Now, looking forward to the draft. Looking forward to possibly purchasing a Nandi Asuma jersey now. I was kind of reluctant because I didn't know if he was going to come back with the team. But when I got that nice little beautiful text by ESPN, I was very excited. Woohoo! Let's Raider Nation. Hope everybody's having a good off season. And looking forward to hearing to them podcast. Semper Fi. Happy Raul Oliveros. And I That's right. That's right. Some good news out of Oakland. And I know, man, I love you. I love your calls. They're great. And they are always right on point. This one especially. Some positive news out of Alameda. You got to take every bit you can, brother. And yes, it is. It's great news. Looking forward to some more moves. Uh, it's looking like it's moving in the right direction. You know, what can you say, man? Just hope that things just continue to roll the right way. Thanks for the call, brother. Who's next on the line? One of my favorite callers, the wise, the brilliant, the football-savvy Archangel from Stone Mountain, Georgia. That's right. Let me hear it, brother. The wisdom is coming. Raider Greg, Raider Nation, this is Archangel. How's everybody going? Hey, the reason why I'm calling is because I just heard on the radio that the Raiders have signed Nandi Asamoa. Man, I got to tell you, I am so happy. Now that we did sign also Chris Johnson, we have two shutdown corners, and now we can really start getting this defense rolling. All we need to do now is get the defensive line and offensive line straight. And what I mean by that is time to trim some facts. And we know who we are talking about. Tommy Kelly, also Queen 
or whatever the name is, he got to go on the offensive line. Also, um, I think uh, we should be looking into Julius Peppers also, I mean, because the guy is a beast and he's also a threat. And that's one of the problems that the offensive line, I mean, excuse me, defensive line had is that there were no threats as far as anybody attacking the quarterback. As we all know, if you can't put pressure on the quarterback, he's going to sit back there and pick you all day long, which is basically what happened to us in most of the games that we've been blowed out in, such as the Denver game and the New Orleans game. Quarterbacks been sitting back there, walking off the field at the end of the game with their uniforms looking like they just put it on. So we need an offensive defensive line that can actually put some pressure on the quarterback. Um, Tommy Kelly, yeah, I think we should let him go. And uh, I have said this before, but I thought we shouldn't have never gave him all that money last year anyway because Albert Hainsworth was much better defensive tackle than he was. And we should have used that money to pick him up instead. But Albert, he's available now himself. But uh, I don't think we really had the money as far as trying to get him out there to Oakland. Uh, maybe, I mean, if we get enough money, he'll probably come. But if, uh, if he was looking as far as winning the championship instead of just making a lot of money, then Oakland is not the place to go. But uh, who's to say? Maybe he might just come for the cash. But we need to go ahead and trim some fat. Also, we need to get rid of those two scrub wide receivers we have, Javon Walker and Mr. Curry. Uh, Curry, he was good a couple of years back, but his time is over. So we need to get rid of them. And then with those young kids that we have on the team, I think this should work out as far as good wide receivers. Also, on offense, like I said before, never should have given Justin Fargus that money because he's not durable. He always turn up hurt. So, therefore, I think it's time to let him go also and just keep Michael Bush and Darren McFadden back there. Okay, that's all I have right now. Uh, like I said, I'm happy that we have our um, corners locked up, and I'm ready to rock and roll. So, go Raiders. Hang in there, Raider Nation. Peace. Well, you got that right, that Hainsworth was a better tackle for sure because Kelly didn't do jack squat last year. There was nothing out of that guy. I saw nothing but a lot of hands on the hips, out of gas, no punch, no push, bullshit for his $50 million contract, and you're right. He is a loser if he doesn't get his ass moving across the line. I'm telling you right now, I wish you could drop him like a hot rock and pick up Hainsworth. But I think it'll cost us like $9 million at a cap room, and I don't think uh, Davis uh, can, can afford to put that um, on our cap. So I think we're going to keep Kelly, even though I think he's a worthless POS, baby, and you know what that means. And we did cut Curry, and I hope we cut Walker too. Now you bring up something very interesting when it comes to Fargus. We have three quality running backs, and one, which you've pointed out before, is injury-prone. Fargus Huggy is a great Raider. He's a great guy, man. If you talk to him, he's quality all the way. However, this is a business, and I, too, agree that if there's got to be some movement and some room, if we can get a trade for Fargus from another team like the Cowboys, maybe work a deal for somebody else. Who knows? I don't want two around here, but if we can work a deal, there's a lot of teams in the NFL that need a running back, and Fargus would fit the bill. I wouldn't mind seeing him be traded for a lineman or something that we need, a wide receiver. Uh, that would be a great thing. So stay tuned, man. I think that's a great possibility when it comes to our team because you know that my man, Michael Bush, 
can make it happen. And he will again this year if you give him a chance because he is the wild man. That's right. He's the hammer, man. And you got to love it. Thanks for the call, man. And all those situations you're talking about, very pertinent, very pertinent to the Oakland Raiders. Keep calling, brother, because I love hearing you just like the rest of us. You're a great Raider fan. Keep it up. We'll see you again. Who's next on the line? We have a new caller. Raider boy from Texas. We'll be down there in Texas, partner. I think that's our game next year. We'll see what you got to say, my brother. Raider Greg, this is Raider boy from Wiley, Texas. Just calling in. Just absolutely ecstatic about the signing today of Asamoah and yesterday of Leckler. I work at nights, and when I woke up this morning and heard that they had signed Leckler, I literally had to pull over because I thought I was dreaming. Didn't think that would happen. And then later today, they re-signed Asamoah, which was fantastic. I thought it would be way better to get this obviously done than the franchising because we'd only have him for one year, but I cannot freaking wait. Hopefully this shows to everybody that uh, we are committed to signing players, and hopefully... It'll show everybody that playing in Oakland is not so bad. We have a young team, and I think we can do some winning. I really hope the next person I'd really like to get is TJ Hushmanzada. I hope that we show that with us signing these players and maybe some people will want to come here. But I'm very, very excited, and I cannot wait. The only other thing I'm looking forward to is when we go down to Irving, Texas and beat that cowboy ass so America can watch America's team get their ass beat on by the freaking Oakland Raiders. Can't wait to listen to your next podcast. Raider Boy out. Well, there you go. That's right. We got the Leckler deal done. We got the Samoa deal done. We got the Chris Johnson thing done. We got all those things done. TJ Hushmanzada would be a great pickup if we could afford to get him. And I think uh, that uh, the Archangels idea of Justin Fargus is a great idea. I think that's a great idea. Maybe we could work a trade. They need a running back, too. So you never know. The Raiders haven't been very trade with. There's not a lot of action, really, with the Raiders in the offseason as far as big trades. This could be one right here, though. You just never know. I'd love to see it happen. You never know. And, yes, we might be there for that Texas game. We might be there for that Dallas Cowboys game. And I would love to see Jerry Jones with his face all made up like he does with a big tear, with a bunch of goo coming down his face. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it so much, man. I can't wait for the Raiders. And we might be there at that game. So let's see it happen. Let's hope it happens. Couldn't happen in a better place, brother. So let's see. Who is next on the bone line? A familiar voice. Raider Maniac. Let me hear it, brother. Hey, Raider Greg, this is Raider Maniac calling again. I Last time I called, I spoke about signing a couple of players, and Lord have mercy, they're signed, sealed, and delivered. Awesome Wall got a huge, huge deal. Uh, I tell you what, when Big Al signs them, he don't waste no money, does he? <laughs> uh, that's about all I got. I'll see you. That's right. You didn't think so. The rest of the nation didn't think so either. Nobody, the media didn't think so. Nobody thought so. And that's probably why Al Davis hit the pen to the checkbook 
if you know what I'm saying. And as far as money goes, no. Al doesn't give a shit. He puts it down. He'll pay a player if a player wants to play for the Oakland Raiders. He always has. That's one thing about this time of year, like I said. The guy, everybody loves him because he does not screw around with the contract. He pays you, period. All righty, who's next, brother? Who's next on the bone line? We have Raider Dave from Washington. He's been hitting the combine pretty hard, man. Let's hear what you got to say. You got some knowledge. Lay it on the Raider Nation, brother. Lay it on us. Hey, this is Raider Dave from Washington. I'm sitting here this weekend kicking back, uh, watching the NFL combine, um, just watching the receivers now and and there's some good receivers out there. With the injury to Crabtree, I can almost see him dropping down to us in the first pick. I I can't see Al Davis passing on that, even though I'd like to see him take a tackle instead. Um, there are some good receivers that could be had in the later rounds. Sammy Strotter from Oregon State. You know, I watched this kid play a lot in college, and, and he is a playmaker. I mean, he's not the fastest, he's not the tallest. But he is a playmaker, and he makes some good athletic catches. And he's showing that in the combine as well. Patrick Turner from USC, a great big specimen. He can make plays as well. And Brian Robisky from Ohio State. And then Haywood Bay from Maryland. Those, those are receivers that could be had in the later rounds. I think would be more valuable picks if we took a tackle in the first. tackle that really impressed me watching yesterday was uh, Michael Orr from Mississippi State. His footwork and his is just great. Um, they had nothing but good things to say about him. Linebackers, I like them two kids from USC, Cushing and Maluga. I can see us taking Maluga in the first round. If we don't pick him in the first round, he's not going to drop. Brian Cushing could drop, and he would be a great pickup on the outside to solidify our linebacker core. Those are just some observations I've made by watching the combine this weekend. Thanks. Bye. Well, that's right. You have some great names and some wide receivers. I don't think wide receiver is our position that's necessary, really. If you got anybody, it'd be somebody with experience and a proven track record, not a rookie, because we need tackles, offensive and defensive, more offensive. And I, I got to agree with you with Michael Orr, man, from Mississippi State. The guy is a bomb. He's a monster. I think he's mean enough from his childhood to be able to push anybody over and out of the way, and I think it'd be a great addition to the Oakland Raider line. Now, if we did go after a linebacker, Cushing would be a not a bad idea. I couldn't remember his name earlier in the show, but Cushing is the guy. He's the other SC linebacker that was instrumental in making their defense brutal. Him and Maliuga. Now, Maliuga's not going to show up later rounds. He's not going to come in any less than a first round. So if we don't pick him up in the first round, if he's available for Oakland, I don't even think he'll be at number seven. But he might be. But you're right with the Crabtree thing, man. I am totally afraid, and so is the rest of the nation, that Al is going to hit Crabtree. I can't believe it, man. I sure hope not. Okay, like who's next on the bone line? Thanks for the call, brother. You know I always love him. Who we got next? Oh, it's Raider Dave from Washington. Tell me what you got to say now, man. I know you're feeling something. 
hey, this is Red of Dave in Washington, and just come to my attention that Jabril Wilson has been cut from the team. What the fuck? Why, they go out and they sign Jabril Wilson and freaking Javon. I need a freaking Walker last year. They keep Walker and cut Wilson. What the hell? What the fuck are they doing? God damn it. You damn straight. They cut Gabriel Wilson and they let that pot knot champagne. I got mugged in Vegas. Walker sit on his ass, but I think he might be going too. I sure as hell hope that Al cuts his ass off this team. I just don't think Wilson wanted to stay here. Honestly, I think he didn't want to play for Oakland and he wanted to be let go. And I think he made some kind of monetary deal to make it so. That's unfortunate for us, but you know what? Majority of the moves so far are good. One bad one's not too bad. You know you've seen it. Oakland's done some pretty crazy shit that's not been too good in the past. So, so far, so good. Thanks for the call, Dave. Who's next? We have Raider Mike from Gainesville, Florida. Let me hear it, brother. Yo, Raider Greg. Raider Mike, Gainesville, Florida, giving you a shout-out on the latest news that I saw. I wanted to talk about, uh, I see, of course, Namdi and Shane got signed on the same day. I know they're record-breaking deals, but we needed to keep both of them if we could, especially Namdi, of course. I mean, if it really came down to it, you know, we could have let Leckler go. But I'm glad we, uh, you know, kept both of them. Uh, I got to give props to Al Davis. I mean, He's trying to hold the team together. He also signed Chris Johnson, too. So we've got three players back, but, of course, we let three go. But um, I saw the lady said Jabril Wilson is gone, and uh, Kalimba Edwards also is gone, of course, Ronald Curry. Well, Curry, he needs to go. I mean, that he's sorry as hell. I mean, it seemed like he couldn't catch any third-down passes that were little slant patterns over the middle yesterday, uh, last year. So he, he needed to go tired of him anyway, couldn't get off the line anyway. Uh, Columba Edwards, you know, first couple games he showed sacks, but after that he didn't really do anything in the last, you know, couple games. That's why those two rookies came in there, Grayson Gunheim and uh, uh, Trevor Scott. They seem to be better, so I think we should stick with them, plus they're cheaper and get rid of him. Uh, more longevity, too. Uh, and also, it's kind of a surprise, Jabril Wilson was cut yesterday. Um Kind of surprised that I guess part of the reason I saw is money. You know, he cost a lot, and we've got other safeties in there that could step up. I thought Huff would get the axe for him, but I guess Huff is a, a little bit cheaper, and maybe he'll still get cut. But uh, we still got that guy, uh, 27, Rashad Baker, who showed he was pretty good. Uh, so I don't know if they're going to move him to strong safety. Uh, and also we got Tyvon Branch. Uh, the rookie we drafted last year that was pretty good until he broke his arm and was out for the season. So we got him, and then uh, so you know with safety, I guess we're pretty. Uh, I guess they looked at you know, hey, with this new scheme, maybe Jabril didn't fit in. Plus, you know, Jabril missed a lot of tackles and got burned a couple times too. And you know, he talked some shit about when Al Davis cut D'Angelo or Miangelo can't cover Hall. So. Uh, you know, he needed to go. I mean, it was, I read an article in the Oakland Tribune that he was talking smack about us cutting D'Angelo, which we needed to. He, I mean, that guy was horrible. We lost so many games because of this horrible coverage there. So, so Jabril, goodbye. 
So anyway, that's about it. So uh, I just saw the latest on uh, Raiders.com with those three cuts, and I just wanted to chime in and give Al Davis some props on keeping Chris Johnson, Namdi, of course, and Leckler. So it looks like we're trying to keep that core together. Hopefully Kwame can't block Harris will be next. I know we've got to give some more cuts by the 27th, so I'm sure he's on there too. So, But uh, like I said, Jabril was a little bit of a surprise, but the other two weren't really. So anyway, uh, I guess we'll wait to see what happens and uh, looking forward to the next show. Raider Nation for life. Peace. Well, Gabriel Wilson actually had more tackles than anybody else on the team, believe it or not. Great tackler. And he did uh, make a couple mistakes, but he was a great, strong safety man. There was no complaints, I don't think, at all from anybody else. Um, he did pop off a couple times. And, yeah, there was a little emotional baggage left over from, um, from the Marshmallow Hall. The emotional baggage left over from him also affected Namdi. So, you know, you kind of look at it that way. They did cut Kwame Harris. Kwame Harris. <laughs> there you go, Randy. Kwame, 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 Kwame. <laughs> he hates it when I do that. The guy's name is Kwame. But I had to call him Kwame because I just did. So there. Jankowski. Absolutely stupendous. We're going to get a... A doggone, a doggone good draft pick. George Atkinson, Awuso, Quashire, Nabuafe, uh, Luker, Kukaruker, Ika, Ija Bila, Gabila, Biama, Bialama. I'm sorry. Oh, gosh. And as far as uh, Rashid Baker played most of the season, he was a good player. And I think that's true. Trevor Scott and Grayson Gunheim did a great job at defensive end. I don't think we'll be missing Kalimba Edwards at all. Actually, Grayson Gunheim is a graduate from our local high school here. Great kid, big, monstrous individual. Nice guy. But uh, we got Tyvon Branch. That's right. He broke his arm, but he did still play. If you remember correctly, he played for a while. So he is a tough dude. I think we got a pretty good team, and I think uh, they're doing a good job so far with the mix-up and this free agency. And we should uh, give Al props, like you said, uh, for doing a good job because it's not just him. Uh, Tom, the basic cable guy, is in there too. I know because Al would tell you that he made every move in this offseason. I did not hire one other than to talk to some of them about money and to talk to some of them about philosophy. I'm not sure I agree with everyone, but I think it's a hell of a staff. And he hired every single coach. I just want you to know that, and I want the few doubters in here who think that I hired the assistant coaches. That's not true. I never hired Lane Kiffins. I never hired uh, Art Shell. <laughs> you know, that's some bullshit. It's all about Al Davis, and everybody loves Al Davis this time of year because he puts down the bonies. That's right. He writes the big checks to players. Let's just hope that they raise to the occasion and they rise up and play hard for the Oakland Raiders because if they do, we could have ourselves a hell of a team next season, and it's just the beginning of free agency. Like I said, free agency first, then the draft. 
We got the draft on the way. We got players we could pick up. You just don't know until free agency is over. And we will pick up somebody, I'm telling you, within the next two or three weeks. There's going to be some big news. You watch. Al does not jack around when it comes to this time of year. So let's hope. Let's pray. So far, so good, Red Nation. I'm pretty happy, as you should be, too. And until next week, this is Raider Greg, and I am out. From the AFC West, yeah, we the best. Raider Shield tattooed on my chest, we do the womp womp. From city to city, we do the womp womp. All the way to Kansas City, I hate the Chargers and the Broncos. Buck them down, buck them down, that's how it goes. Back in my hood, and I'm all raided up. Throwing up my click, cause I don't give a hug. From city to city, do the womp womp. Straight 